and welcome to ICI Digs Deep, sponsored by the Reinforced Earth Company. Today, Richard Hedgecock sits down with Don Adamson of Fox Contractors Corp., Doug Burgess from NDOT, and Josh Cook from HNTB to talk about how the Fort Wayne ITT has continued to work together even in the times of COVID-19. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to ICI Digs Deep, our weekly podcast. Uh, Today, we're going to bring in some of the leadership from the Indiana Transportation Team District Group in Fort Wayne. We've done, this will be our second of the planned six different podcast discussions with our district groups, the first being the Vincennes Group. Today, we have with us three stalwart participants from Fort Wayne, Let's start today with, uh, I'm going to ask you all to give a brief introduction to yourselves, and then we'll get into our discussion. Josh, tell us your name, where you work, and what you do. Sure. Um, Josh Cook with uh, HNTB. Um, I'm our transportation group director uh, with HNTB in Indianapolis, and also a project manager, uh, working on various types of projects and partnering with NDOT, um, basically full-time. Don, you want to introduce yourself? Absolutely. I'm Don Adamson with Fox Contractors up here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I'm estimating manager here at Fox. I'm actively involved with ICI and many things they do. And I've been around uh, the construction industry for quite a while, and I'm excited to be part of this today. And Don is being quite humble. He is, of course, the chairman for ICI this year and one of our our, uh, officers on our executive committee. And last, but certainly not least, Doug Burgess. Oh, Richard, I got to tell you, in this company, who wouldn't want to be me, right? <laughs> yes, thank you, Doug Burgess. Uh, I'm with the Fort Wayne District. Uh, I'm the Capital Program Management Director here in Fort Wayne. And uh, just a little bit of background, I've been with MDOT now for 13 years, just crossed that milestone. And um, I came to NDOT with a, a contracting and consulting background. So I get to hear the language and speak the language on a regular basis and, uh, uh, and bring some personal background to the table. That is, uh, it's just been a real joy to uh, work around, especially uh, Josh and Don and, uh, and the other members of our ITT panel. Uh, Thanks, Doug. So this will be just kind of a roundtable discussion. I'm, I have a few prepared questions just to, to prompt discussion, but really if anybody has anything they want to add or say, tag on to somebody else's comment, please just feel free to jump in. There's no doubt that even with the downturn that we have experienced due to the pandemic, that we are going to have large amounts of work, uh, not only in this 21 budget year, but in years to come, a lot of that due to the funding package that was passed a few years ago here in the state of Indiana. All of that has necessitated, everyone has agreed publicly and privately, the only way we're going to be able to deliver all of this stuff in the most effective and the most efficient way is to do a better job of working together. And that's what precipitated the formation of the Indiana transportation team. Just in the since we've initiated this process um, within the last year or two, have you seen any improvements in your relationships among all three legs, the department, um, the construction world, and the design world? Josh, you want to kick us off? 
Sure. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of what I believe is improvement that's occurred, and especially as part of communication goes. Uh, seems like that the consultants, and not only HNTB, but other consultants I've talked with, we've received a lot more calls about constructions and things that are happening in the field that before I don't think we were always called to ask questions about. Um, additionally, you know, due to the pandemic and COVID, that introduced uh, a necessity to have to communicate virtually a lot better. And uh, the timing of that um, Microsoft Teams application that NDOT decided to put through was uh, very well-timed because then it just a- allowed us to communicate virtually. And even so, we've communicated virtually in the field. There's been you know, something that will come up in the field in a contract and the NDOT person will phone up the consultant via Teams and we'll be able to see exactly what's going on there in the field and what they're running across and the contractor will be right there as well. So I think that communication has definitely got a lot better since we first initiated this whole process. Well, that's a really great example. So you actually will, you'll have calls from the field of people and they'll, they'll pull you guys in to, to answer some of their questions. Yes. Uh, there's been things of like, Hey, we're seeing this here and we're not sure what they're talking about. And they'll be just like, okay, well, hang on, let me get you on uh, Microsoft teams here and we'll call you up virtually show us exactly what's going on. And we would be able to see if that was something that we anticipated as a designer or if that's something new. And if it's something new, what are our thoughts on how to address it? Wow. That's great. Doug. Tell you, Josh nailed it. Uh, One of the things that, that we really lean on quite heavily in our project management team is uh, we want that first call. If there's an issue going on in the field that uh, that we got our partners scratching their head on and, and some just doesn't look right, get that project manager on the phone. We, we know their numbers, we know their names, and uh, those folks have our partners like Josh and the consulting community on speed dial. It's fascinating to see how quickly they can uh, push play on a on an iPhone or what have you and, and have somebody on the other end of the line headed toward an answer in, in just immediately. So we really push that and we really appreciate that opportunity to get engaged. Uh, does it happen immediately? Uh, a lot of times, yeah, it sure does. Uh, we all know that once you take that cap off, big excavator, it's hard to tell what's underneath. That's when we go to work. That's when we all hunker down and say, hey, let's let's get after this and uh, find an answer. A lot of stuff we deal with happens that way. And and I think what the ITT, the Indiana Transportation Team, has uh, really provided is the opportunity for us to work with one another in a way that is simply okay. Get on the phone, send an email, and then be professional. You know, we, we didn't create that monster under the ground, but we're sure here to help team that thing. And at the same time, we we trust guys like Don and, and others in that contracting community to say, in our best judgment, we need to do this versus that. And and that's where the partnership really begins to click. Don, what do you got to say? I wholeheartedly share their thoughts. And I think the, the thing about it that's been really incredible to me is just establishing some connections, relationships with people that I probably wouldn't have gotten to meet under the old system that we had. Just today, in fact, we have a big job on I-65 with EB in Boone County, and I had to look something up in the soils report, and it was done by Josh. 
I was kind of chuckling to myself knowing that this phone call was coming up. Not that I had any issue, but I think it's just nice because you see somebody's name on something and you know there's somebody I know and that I can talk to. So I think the the relationships and just the comfort level. I've had some experiences here recently too where people have called me about things kind of like what Doug was alluding to. And I don't think they would have called me a year ago. Yeah, I think that you're right. You both hit on that. The thing that I think has been significant about it is, you know, people just needed to be told it was it's okay. It's okay to talk to these people. It's okay to work these things out. We've been talking about the pandemic. How has the pandemic and COVID impacted how you all make decisions? Um, Has it slowed things down? Has it possibly sped things up because of people's comfort with this virtual kind of communication. How has that, that all changed what you all do? Doug? Hey, I'll jump in there. I, let me quote Jason Spring. He said the other day, we're flying. Um, and, and I think that's consistent with uh, decisions, with choices, uh, with discussions. We had a jump start on the uh, team, the Microsoft Teams environment. We really uh, went headstrong into that with the idea that let's master this opportunity. Let's let's get really good at this platform uh, for no other reason than to become more effective and more efficient in what we do. And out of the clear blue sky, here comes COVID. Off to the races, uh, we're headed. We, the next thing you know, we've got folks uh, doing uh, doing field checks with a telephone. They're they're showing pictures of a of a creek bed and a small structure, and there had to be a half a dozen of us on the other end of that line watching this uh, this presentation. And before you know it, uh, we didn't have an answer to the problem, but we, we certainly understood it that we could roll into part of the solution that we would work toward. Uh, that's just one example. Uh, pre-finals, field checks with Microsoft Teams. Uh, we're able to do things today that we simply could not do because, this is wild, culture wouldn't let us. So now we have shifted gears and we found out that we can do pretty much anything that ends in ER, bigger, better, faster, quicker, what have you. We can pull it off. Uh, now, we have to focus. We have to study on maintaining relationships. We still have to be there when we can be there. We just we just can't run our business from a video screen. We've got to be in the field. We need to understand that. But for the time being, we're certainly taking, taking advantage of the uh, technology and the opportunities we have. Uh, so my short answer uh, is, I think we're quicker. Don, how about you? How is it? Uh, how has the COVID and the pandemic impacted what you guys do on a regular basis, both positively and negatively? For us here, I think our biggest thing is just to give people a sense of normality, if you will. People see the news; they see all the negatives and the bad, like this whole Indiana transportation team thing. I can't personally speak of anything negative about it. So it affords an opportunity to be positive. And I really believe people need positivity, particularly now. And it kind of goes to, you know, what Doug was even talking about. So I don't really get a sense that it's necessarily slower or faster, but I just think it's important to have positive things and to share those with people that they know it's not all doom and gloom and things are going to be okay and there's good people. So Not that it's slower or faster, 
but that it it needs to continue. And so we have to use whatever tools we've got to to do things at, in an ER. Josh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, from the consultant side, I, I definitely feel like there are things that are happening quicker as a result of the ability to do things virtually like we are. Um, obviously, we still get there in person to, to do things and so forth like that. But, you know, on field checks, when, when something comes up, we can we can see it immediately. And the folks that can't travel or have restrictions in travel, they're still being able to be a part of that and be able to participate. But on the quicker side, as I mentioned, you know, there was a, a construction thing in one of the projects that they found something that, you know, we didn't know was there or no one knew was there. And instead of waiting for us to be able to try to fit in our schedule when we could get up there in the next day or two, they just called me immediately and we were able to address it on the fly. So those are the instances that I see that has been a real advantage of this whole teaming thing and created one big team. It was like, okay, we got a problem. We really need to solve it. So how can we do it quickly? And as Doug mentioned, the culture might not have let us do that before, but now it's opened up to where we totally can and do it more of a live environment. The Reinforced Earth Company is the inventor and market leader of the mechanically stabilized earth retaining wall industry and offers retaining wall, sound wall, and precast arch solutions. Since 1963, the Reinforced Earth Company has delivered the elements of success, a firm price, a reliable schedule, predictable construction, and a commitment to excellence for projects in the state of Indiana. From sales to engineering to project management, the Reinforced Earth Company has the best people working for you in the business. To learn more, give them a call at 630-898-3334. So uh, the Fort Wayne Group, when it comes to constructability, the Fort Wayne Group was pretty much the driver behind the whole uh, process of opening up stage two constructability so that people could look at where things are and comment, offering both positive and negative comments on where a project, what, what a project was doing in the design stage. NDOT has since then put some of those plans on a limited number of projects that are out there on the 18 month. And I just, we just got some numbers this week that uh, so far there have been about 800 searches on those stage two plans that are put out there, which is great. People are clearly looking at it and uh, getting themselves familiar with the projects and, and giving themselves the opportunity to comment if they feel like they need to comment at all. So again, this being initiated from you all, for the most part, uh, what are your thoughts on the stage two constructability and how can we better expand the use of that throughout the groups? Don, you want to start us on that? Yeah. Well, first of all, I mean, I think it's a true testament to what the Indiana Transportation Team has accomplished by how quickly NDOT was able to make that information available. I have looked at some of the jobs that are out there, just thumbing through and just glancing at them. I have not made any comments constructability-wise, but I have looked at them. I do think, though, because some of that information is only provided for a short duration of time, I don't think they leave those up continually because eventually they have to go back to go into stage three. I do think it would be beneficial if there was some vehicle that would announce when stage two plans are posted. 
Yeah, opening and closing. Opening, opening and closing. So people aren't continually having to look, hey, I know this job's coming up. I'm interested in it and constantly going to the list. You know, if when NDOT knows they're posting a job or if they're taking a job down, if they could pass that information along, I think it would open up the opportunity for some more feedback. That's great. I think the, the whole process, how fast it's come so far, is just a true testament to what can be accomplished. That's really good. Josh, you have any thoughts on constructability? Uh, yeah, as Don mentioned, it, it's fairly new and the plans are out there now. And I, I haven't seen any comments that have come through on, on any plans that uh, we've done and talked to some others within the industry and they haven't received any comments that have come yet. But I think that's just in time. I think right now it's new. People are starting to figure out, okay, well, how do I get the plans? How do I comment? How do I do things like that? And once I think uh, contractors specifically get used to the process, I do think that we'll start getting some good constructive feedback. What say you, Doug? I think you answered the concerns or questions I had when you mentioned that we had 800 hits on that site. Uh, I know we've been getting hits, and uh, one of the things I was very curious about is uh, just that number. So that tells me that there's activity on the site. I don't know that we're going to get those hard, fast suggestions uh, relative to your constructability, uh, but I do know the plan sets are out there, and we've got folks like Don looking at them. They're going to prepare the bids, and, uh, and downrange, yeah, there might be a wiggle or two change in those plans, but basically at stage two, you're looking at what it's going to feel like toward the end of the project. So uh, I think as long as we have traffic at this level today, it's only going to get better when, when we sit down and look at those uh, bid prices and the uh, the bitter questions toward the end. Uh, it's, it's really going to tighten things up. So I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased to see that number. And as the, as the non-professional in the room, it seems to me that there's value just in putting them out there and people seeing it and getting comfortable with it and knowing what's coming up. The value isn't necessarily that I get a positive comment or a negative comment. It's just by having people be familiar with what it's, what's coming. Am I right? Am I off on that? I think you nailed it, Richard. Uh, it's it's like going someplace. It's always it always takes longer to go than it does to come back. Yeah, if you've never been there, you don't know, really know the path. Well, if you pop up a set of stage two plans, uh, or it's stage two, but I don't know what that means. Unless you can go look at it, unless you can get a feel for what that project uh, looks like, it, you're going to be kind of stumbling to the finish line to wonder what that might actually be. Uh, so once again, this this opens up a brand new world of understanding what NDOT is thinking as we're progressing through this uh, preservation mode that we're, uh, <laughs> I'm going to call it, enjoying today. So let's talk about uh, going forward. Um, as you may or may not know, Travis Underhill and I have vetted and eventually hired a firm that's going to help us develop a training program for project managers, area engineers on how to self-facilitate partnering meetings as a part of or or an add-on to pre-cons. That is moving along. Our, so, so our first two big things we're trying to tackle, constructability and partnering, are happening. What do you all see as some of the next things that uh, ITT can be doing, both in the short term and the long term going forward? Don? 
I definitely think the partnering and the constructability are off to a really good start. I think that's exciting. Everybody that I've spoke to about it feels the same way. So I think those are really good things. I do think the next big hurdle that we have to get through is how we communicate to everybody on the Indiana transportation team. I think being on the steering committee, we're kind of afforded the luxury of having some sneak peeks, but I'm not sure that that information is getting relayed down efficiently. I think it is to some extent, but I think we could do a better job of figuring out how we just communicate as an entity is what I think we need to handle. And I think the results from that will be tremendous. Josh? Yeah, I think um, one of the things that I see, and it's both short and long, is continuing to moment momentum that we have now. Uh, I think this team has really started to be able to allow that the contractors and the consultants and NDOT to all communicate and we're all one big team trying to get one problem solved. And, you know, basically that's to build something. And I think us continuing that motivation, you know, with the industry to ensure that the partnership continues and these small little steps that we're doing is only going to increase that. And as long as we don't let this uh, partnership lacks and we get complacent, which I think might have happened some years ago. And as long as we don't lose that momentum now and we keep driving forward, I think the the long-term thing is to ensure that the partnership is successful. What do you, what do you think, Doug? I, I got to tell you, we, uh, we talked to you the other day and I asked this question and uh, Josh and Greg Rominger and almost perfect harmony said, keep the momentum going. Uh, I, I thought I was listening to a choir. Uh, so that message, I think, uh, really resonates. And it ties right back to communication. Being able to include the entire Indiana transportation team, not just the three of us represented around this table, but our other providers, our suppliers, our, our administrative folks, our uh, the permits for everyone is engaged. Uh, we're in the neighborhood of, of $200 million plus rolling through Northeast Indiana and statewide well over a billion dollars in, in construction uh, activities. We are indeed supporting the economic engine of the entire state. Uh, this discussion, of course, is Northeast Indiana. But no matter what you do for the rest of the day, uh, someone is affected by this team. We're building roads. We're designing the roads. Uh, and when we get done with that, we're going to go see doctor or the dentist or the grocer or, uh, or what have you. So everyone is involved. In and I think everyone has an important role to play in this truly amazing time we're in. This is a, uh, this is a fascinating opportunity to allow everyone to participate at their own level. And, and I think to, to Don's point is we're communicating. We need to be able to communicate what we're doing at different levels. We need to be able to speak to the people that are driving on the roads. We need to be able to relate to the folks that are that are that are actually on a construction site, uh, manning the shovels and the and the big equipment. Uh, I love big things. I love big equipment. So I'm, I'm going to migrate toward the big equipment. Uh, uh, those are the folks that need to understand how important they are to this process. And to Don's point, I think we're standing on the edge of the cliff of this thing. And uh, 
I say let's shove this thing off a cliff and see if we can catch it before it hits the ground. Yeah, you know, I've I've always approached things uh, in my methodology of, of a series of concentric circles. And when we started this thing, it was, you know, the folks on the seventh floor and the people around our board tables at ACEC and uh, our place. And we have now pushed it out to where we've got the leadership in all of the six districts who are all on board and bought in. And you're right, the next concentric circle is then to take it out to the broader mass of all the people who are working on these projects. So I guess I would, I guess I'd challenge all of you and, and everybody who's listening to this, frankly, to start thinking creatively about how's the best way to do that without it being just a, a wild west run amok of uh, getting the messages out uh, and getting the partnering concepts and, and frankly, just the feelings to people beyond our circles. So let's all hop on board that idea and see if we can come up with some, some great thoughts on that going forward. Uh, that's all I've got. Anybody else have any other things they want to add, uh, throw in there, things we haven't covered, touched on? Anybody? But I think just real quickly, Richard, uh, just to make a statement, you know, as challenging as this has been and rewarding as, as this has been for the last year or so, the easy stuff might be done. Uh, so it's, it's time to tighten down our helmets. It's time to start reaching out to everyone and understand that it's, it's going to get messy. It, it's going to get messy, but that's okay. Let's see how good we really are. Uh, it, it's time to expand the circle, let everybody in. And uh, even though we've said it, I'm going to suggest it's time to do it. Josh, you have anything you want to add? Yeah, I think this is a very exciting time. There's a large program that has to be delivered and our ability to, to partner and increase that partnership to be able to deliver that program as a team with NDOT and ICI and ACEC, I, I think is a fantastic opportunity. And I, I'm just thankful that I'm here in Andy, Indiana and able to take part of this, uh, especially when all this pandemic thing's going on and people are worried about things. It, it's good to know that there is something good out there that we can look forward to and we can help be a part of, of producing something that's good for the public. You know, Don's heard me say this more than one occasion. I, I get on these, I have these, you know, it seems at least weekly phone calls with my peers across the country. And every one of those phone calls, it is, I mean, the sky is absolutely falling in a bunch of these places. And I find myself having to just sort of sit back and put the phone on mute because we're in really good shape in the state of Indiana. And we are, we need to be appreciative of that and uh, understand that, that we are blessed not only to be working at this time, but to work at the level that we're able to work at this time. Uh, I think that's a blessing we all need to recognize every day. Don, you got anything else you want to add? I would totally agree with that. I mean, it's just a testament to the hardworking men and women of Indiana that we are what we are. And it's like the email that you shared a week or so ago from the Crawfordsville district about the emergency job on I-65. For who doesn't know, it was a very positive, positive email about everybody involved. You know, and that's what people need to hear. They need to hear the good. And I think that's all a result of our efforts. And I think it's just the beginning of the great things that can happen. Thanks for taking the time today, guys, to do this. We appreciate it. Doug, you're on vacation. We really appreciate you doing it. Toes in the water. And let's get Kenny Chesney. You got a song about that somewhere. <laughs>
Thank you again to our guests, Richard Hedgecock, Josh Cook, Doug Burgess, and Don Adamson, as well as our sponsor, the Reinforced Earth Company. To get in touch, you can call them at 630-898-3334. Join us every Friday during your morning commute to hear safety talks, member spotlights, and inside information about the infrastructure and transportation construction industry. This has been ICI Digs Deep. Let's break ground together. Together.